Hey, what's going on, everybody? This is Pastor Colton Pemberton here once again, coming to you every week, once a week. Excited to have you with us. Whatever you are using to tune in, we're excited. Uh, we're thankful. I keep saying I'm excited because truthfully, there's no other way to express how thankful I am for what God does in a person's daily life. Um, this is just an opportunity for me uh, to come to you weekly from People's Tabernacle Church and People's Tabernacle Student Ministries uh, to be able to express what God's doing in our lives at the ministry and also uh, just around uh, the, the Savannah area. Uh, some of you might uh, be able to listen and not know exactly where the church is. We're actually located on 64 Airways, Savannah, Tennessee. Um, we're very excited about what God's got for us. We're just right off the river, uh, a couple miles. And so uh, for everyone who's listening from out of state or somewhere else in Tennessee, we're in Savannah, Tennessee, about two hours from Memphis and then a two hours uh, to uh, on the on this side of Nashville towards Memphis. So right in between the two. And we're excited once again for what God's doing. Uh, we're thankful for all that he's continuing to do this morning, particularly, I'm uh, taping this actually, uh, I was just done speaking this morning for uh, uh, an organization called Students for Christ at the middle school in Hardin County. Uh, Hardin County has one middle school and one high school. It's all consolidated. Um, and it was so interesting. I was uh, there and the students are so loving and caring. And I'll tell you something about student ministry. If you love on students, they'll love on you. It's something I've found to be true. Uh, and I've, I've just enjoyed it this uh, last few weeks of being in here. Um, and God's just doing amazing things. Um, I actually want to talk just a little bit about uh, the, the part two of the Spirit-Filled Life that I shared with last week. So if you get to listen this week, go back to last week's podcast. It's the first part of this series. It's just two parts. Uh, last week was number one. Here is number two. I want to come out of Galatians 5 for just a few moments. Verse 22. I've only got five verses to share, so I'm not going to take too much of your time. Uh, but if you're driving in the car, I'm praying God would fill your car with the Holy Spirit. If you're just listening at the comfort of your own home, I pray God would just fill you wherever you are listening. Uh, from my heart to yours, I'm thankful that you're here with us. Uh, it's just once again an opportunity for me to update you, see, uh, I guess tell you how things are going here in Savannah, Tennessee, and how awesome God really is uh, where we are currently. Uh, and so I'm excited that you have the opportunity to, to listen. Um, and I'm, I'm thankful for what God is doing. Uh, Galatians chapter 5, verse 22, we're going to jump right in. Uh, Paul is actually dealing with, I'll give you some background if you didn't get the chance to listen last week, uh, he's dealing with specifically frustration with the Galatian church. Uh, throughout all of the book of Galatians, it's six chapters, you can see Paul's heart is truthfully for the Galatians, but he's frustrated. He's upset that they've been removed from the teaching uh, that they had once been taught. And then they had Judaizers come in and try to get them riled up and get them under the law of Moses rather than the grace and truth of Christ. You see, it's interesting. The relationship that the, the law has to the believer, it is that it's the schoolmaster of what sin is in our lives. Paul says this in Romans. He said, I wouldn't have known what lust is had God told me not to covet. It's interesting. If you know what sin is, you know what the law is because it tells you not to do it. But you see, Christ came to give us grace and eventually the power of the Holy Spirit on the day of Pentecost for us to overcome sin. You see, we can overcome sin because of the cross of Jesus Christ. Law teaches us what sin is and Christ provided the answer for sin. Uh, so that's our relationship to the law as a believer. Uh, God kept the moral law as he fulfilled the law of Moses in Christ Jesus. That's what Jesus said. I came here to fulfill the law, not to do away with the law. So we know this, there's a ceremonial law, there's the moral law, and then we have the festivities, which are just the Jewish festivals. And so we still to this day, because Jeremiah says that God will one day, as he prophesies, fill us with the law of God in the hearts of man. What does that mean? That the moral code of God is written on the heart of man ever since, not only since the time he was born, but the time that he's reborn under Christ. So it's interesting that we're still 
technically living for the law. Now get this, but the law of spirit of life in Christ Jesus, which is in Romans chapter eight. So this, we become perfect law keepers by placing our faith in Christ Jesus. Because if you've broken one law, you've broken them all, and we've all sinned and come short of the glory of God. So a little bit of background here. Paul's in Romans five. Excuse me, excuse me. I say Romans often, but God uh, uses Paul here in Galatians chapter five. Uh, and, and in the early part of chapter five, he lists all the sins that the lusts of the flesh, the works really, he uses the term works. And I want to hound on that for just a minute. Paul says this, that these are the works of the flesh. It's interesting that in, in the term work, you have to attempt, you have to labor, you have to make an effort for and working. And I want you to kind of realize the difference here between the works of the flesh and then what we come to here in verse 22, the fruit of of the spirit. Get that the fruit of the spirit. I'll read this in verse 22 of chapter 5 in the book of Galatians. But the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, and faith. Verse 23, meekness, temperance, and against such there is no law. And that our Christ's have been crucified the flesh with the affections and lust. If we live in the spirit, let us also walk in the spirit. Let us not be desirous of vainglory, provoking one another, envying one another. I want to go back to verse 22 for just a moment. I mentioned just a second ago that God talks through Paul, through the Holy Spirit, about the lust and the work of the flesh. You see this? Our flesh and our natural uh, inside of us, simply, we we have been taught throughout uh, all of our lives that we have to work to what we get. Now get this for just a second. It's interesting. The natural way of life is you grow up as a child, you continue to live, and your parents say, look, I'll give you $50 if you get straight A's. I'll give you good... uh, gifts if you do good. So we're all our lives taught to do good, but it's interesting. After you become saved, we think sometimes, and I wrote this in the blog, which is something I'll remind you to give you a little plug as well. Uh, I write a weekly blog on Wednesdays. I share it on the PT students page on Facebook, and I also try to share it on my personal page, Colton Pemberton, on Facebook. But it's something I wrote about. It's interesting. You continue to work from a child all the way up until adult, but sometimes all the way up till you you become an adult. But sometimes it's tough because you've received Christ. Now that you're a new creation, you think in that you can live for God in your own strength. Well, you can't do it. Even after you've received Christ, you still cannot live holy in and of yourself. You have to have Christ's help, every help of the way. So Paul here is saying this. He says, look, you will have the fruit of the Spirit, which means this. The fruit is interesting because it tells us this. God allows us to understand that the only way that you and I personally can become more righteous and more holy is by simply placing our trust and faith in him. That tells me this, the fruit doesn't mean we have to work. The work has already been done. That's the gospel truth today and in this hour that we need to know and understand. God has already uh, laid his one and only son upon the cross of Jesus Christ. The work is finished. It says it is finished finished in the name of Jesus. And and we all shouted, hallelujah. Thank God it is. But he says this, the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, goodness, kindness, uh, meekness, and uh, temperance. Now we know this. Whenever you plant a tree, there is work involved in planting the tree. You got to soil it. You got to water it. You got to make sure it's got all the nutrients it needs to grow. But whenever the tree is finally planted and it, and it starts to grow, you as an individual do not have to work to produce the fruit. The tree does the work. It's simple. You place your faith in Christ. You do the work by choosing to choose him for the rest of your life. And you, my friend, will produce fruit as you abide in him. But the fruit of the spirit, that means you don't 
don't have to work to have love. It means it should already be in you because the Holy Spirit is in you. You said yes to Jesus. You got full of the Holy Spirit at salvation. You know this, that you have the fruit of love. That means it should already be abiding in you. If you lack love, I ask where you are in Christ today. If you lack patience, if you lack meekness, if you lack any one of these characteristics that Paul says here, if you lack joy, which is just simply happiness eternally, having the joy of the Lord means you can have the joy of the Lord and the death of a family member. The joy of the Lord is with you no matter the circumstance of life that you're in. And I'm here to ask you today, do you have joy? Do you have love? Do you have these characteristics? And it's simple. You don't have to work to get them. You simply place your faith in Christ Jesus, and those fruits can be a part of your life. Thank you so much for giving us an opportunity here at PT Students. We love you so much. We care for you. Send in a comment. Send me an email, coltonpemberton 96 at gmail.com. Uh, get me on Facebook and try to get with me about something. You might have an idea about podcasting. God bless you guys. Love you so much, and you have a blessing and abundant of day.